DiPiano, and you are listening or possibly viewing the Love Mia Vita podcast. My guest today is Rochelle Weitzner, and Rochelle is a seasoned senior executive who is also trailblazing the field for women who are entering menopause, possibly in menopause, or leaving menopause. And she has founded her own company. That company is Pause Well Aging. Rochelle, welcome to the Love Mia Vita podcast. We're so excited to have you. And obviously, you are a trailblazer. And I can't wait for our audience to hear a little bit more about your background, specifically how you entered the uh, beauty and skincare business, because you've been doing this for a number of years and with some. I have. And, um, and so we'd love to hear more about your story. Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here to, you know, do some storytelling, right? One of the things I, I love to do. Um, so you mentioned that, you know, I've been with some, some big beauty companies in the past. My background is um, I used to be the CFO of Laura Mercier the uh, cosmetics company, very, very well known. Revive Skincare was part of that company as well for a while. Uh, and then I went on to be the CEO of Erno Laszlo, the 95-year-old skincare company. And, um, you know, really love skincare and, and kind of that, that area. What led me to do what, what I'm doing today by founding Pause Well Aging was I left Laszlo when we sold the company to a Chinese private equity group, and they really wanted the CEO to be based in Asia. That was not for me. Uh, so I just, I left the company and I didn't know what I was going to do next. I was doing a little bit of consulting work. I found myself uh, living in LA for a short period of time and, and I was working out there. And one day I was driving to the beach and, uh, you know, because that's what you do in LA, right? And I'm in the car and I start sweating and just kind of dying. And I'm thinking, sick, I, I feel okay. What is going on? And I'm thinking the air conditioner in the car is broken. And I realize, hold on, I'm 48 and uh, I was having my first hot flash. And so literally in that moment, I just started flashing forward, no pun intended, to you know, everything that was going on, what was going to change in my life, what was happening in the beauty industry, who was the beauty industry speaking to in terms of a customer, and I was the beauty industry, and I wasn't speaking to anyone like me, you know, women in their 40s and, and above, it's like we turn 40 and beauty ends, and that's couldn't be further from the truth, so I decided that uh, I was going to start pause. And so I will often say that pause was born in a flash, hot flash, because it really was. Yes, it sounds like it definitely was born in a flash. And, you know, you said something about the beauty industry, but I would say that it, in general, the conversation around what happens when we hit a certain age or when we experience certain symptoms is has been poorly understood. I don't know about you, but my my mother god rest her soul never really shared anything about menopause we talked about menstruation we talked about i have a, I, I am a mom we talked about motherhood because that was something that she wanted to celebrate with me 
but she never celebrated this transition. And no. it makes me sad because it's a great transition. What a wonderful time of our lives. Yes, we experience those flashes, of course we do, and other symptoms, but it's a liberating time of life that no one wants to talk about it. And I wonder if it goes back to, you You often refer to anti-aging, and I love that. But there well is- Well-aging. I refer to well-aging. Well-aging. So anti, the anti-anti-aging, which I think we should all embrace because let's face it, we are at a point in our lives where there are things that we can do to help ourselves to feel better, to look better, to grow into this beautiful person that we were meant to be. Even I think that's so true. It's so true. And I, I hate this idea that, you know, we, we might allow society to kind of prescribe for us how we should behave and what we should think and feel at this particular age. And you're exactly right. There was no discussion about menopause, you know, for me personally, um, ever, you know, I, my mom is, is in the other room and, you know, we've never talked about it. As a matter of fact, when I told her I was going to start a menopause focused company, her reaction was, why would you want to do that? I don't even understand. No one wants to talk about that, you know? Um, but the reality is I think people do want to talk about it. And, you know, I knew nothing when I, and that first hot flash hit me, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anything about menopause. I didn't know there were three stages. I didn't know what the ages were. You know, many people, when you hear menopause, you conjure up an image in your mind. And, you know, that image is either your grandmother or the golden girls, right? It's not a woman in her late 30s, early 40s, 50s. That is perimenopause. Perimenopause, you know, can impact women beginning at age 38, even, even sooner if you go through it um, surgically or, you know, for other reasons. And so we should be informed about menopause and the different stages of it. Uh, you know, the fact that there are three stages and, you know, to your point at this life stage, and, and I'm very conscious of the words that I use. I use the word life stage a lot because one of the things that happened to me as a company is I've been censored. I've been censored by the likes of Amazon, Google, QVC, um, because their legal teams believe that menopause is a medical condition. It's not. It's a life stage. And so I like to, to repeat that often. Um, you know, you, we can't, you can't say that every person born with ovaries, right, who is going to go through menopause if they live long enough, has a medical condition. That's just nonsense. Um, so there is there is a long way to go in terms of providing information, education, and it's important that you know all of us have access to that information and education. You know, we we were looking at some articles that have appeared more recently on menopause in the workplace, and they describe menopause. So the tone was just horrible. It really describes menopause more as an infirmity or, in a, dis or a disability where the, the employer needs to make certain accommodations for women because 
you know, they have brain fog and they have hot flashes and they have dry vagina. And I, I said to the team here at Fem Pharma, do not, whatever you do, do not fall into the trap of making menopause awful and an infirmity and a disability. It is not a yes. disability. It is not a disability. It's no different than when you when you begin to menstruate. Is that a disability? Should we restrict young women from playing sports when they have their menstrual periods? Should we stop women who are pregnant from working? This is antiquated thinking. Yes. Menopause, and by the way, to your point, women go through menopause for any number of reasons. We've met women who are suffering from endometriosis and through their treatment, they are chemically, it's chemically induced menopause. Let me tell you something, they're, they're in their 20s and 30s. Yeah. And, and, and certainly it doesn't end there. I mean, it continues on. Why should we stigmatize it? It's, it really is a disgrace to stigmatize it. We're at the best uh, With time. you 100%. Yeah, we're at, we're at a really important time of our lives. So what we, we say is let's celebrate menopause because let's face it, we've reached this point in our life where there are no more pads, there are no more tampons, there are no more worries about carrying an extra jacket because perhaps you have excessive bleeding. And yes, there are lots of ways in which we can be more vital and okay. even more um, impressive in our work and in our mentoring. So lots of different things that we do at this stage of our lives that I wouldn't say it was impossible when we were younger, but we just didn't have that, all of that seasoning as you, you know, as we call it, we have a lot of seasoning now. And that's, that's right. Well, and don't, don't forget we can wear white anytime we want to as well. Right. That's exactly right. Absolutely. So you talked about the um, sort of the intersection with your personal life, which I think is really a story that we hear often. So when I when I tell my own story, it's you know I prescription pharmaceutical industry executive. We still have a sister company that does prescription pharma products, but we grew up at a stage where hormone replacement therapy was the panacea. The companies that I worked for, which I won't name, but big multinational companies pushed HRT as though it was the cure-all for everything, for your brain, for your mood, for your hair, for your skin, for your vagina, for everything that had anything to do with perimenopause, menopause. And when I was in my, when I began the transition, the perimenopause into menopause transition, I looked at the data and I said, you know, not for me. I'm just not comfortable with products containing hormones. Then I went to the pharmacy shelves and there were a paucity of options that were really inviting and well-made and what I considered to be effective. So as a drug manufacturer and developer, I said, you know what, there is so much more we can do. And I, I kind of feel like that's your journey too. Yeah, yeah, a bit. I mean, I will say I am very much, um, I am somebody who's pro HRT. For me, it's been, um, it's been tremendous because I, I suffer from PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome. 
um, which has been a challenge for forever. Um, and I have these debilitating migraines as well. And so for me, the, the HRT has really been able to keep those at bay and, you know, keep me from, from going crazy. Um, but that being said, you know, I certainly wanted to come up with some products um, that really were focused around this life stage of menopause and the physiological changes that we experience as a result of it. And so, you know, in, in the case of, of skin, where I'm focusing, it's really about the fact that we lose collagen, we lose elasticity, we become excessively dry, and, and we lose that bit of radiance. And so I really wanted to formulate a line that was geared solely to those, those things, those changes. And, you know, how can we mitigate that? Because, you know, let's face it, for me, it's a little bit of vanity too, right? I wanted to keep things looking tight and right and keep my skin, you know, as tight as I can and, and you know, um, encourage my body to produce collagen. Um, and so that's really kind of the, the idea and the impetus behind the line. So we look at um, we look at various things that we've done to our bodies. So you say, well, you know, there's you know there's genetics here, the and there are you know so there's intrinsic factors and then there are the extrinsic factors. And in the intrinsic skin maturing, we won't say the word aging, but in the intrinsic, right? So we have the natural physiological changes that you described. So you have a decrease in collagen. You also have a decrease in elastin a decrease in the um, hyaluronic acid, which is also important, which is really helps with the hydration of your skin. So all these things sort of follow the path of estrogen. And we notice more skin sagging and so forth. That's a, that's a natural process. And even if your mom and your grandmother and great grandmother had wonderful skin, we probably also experienced more extra, extrinsically. We've also done some things to our skin that perhaps mitigate some of the good things that our that our ancestors did which is you know they they walked around with parasols they didn't spend all day in the sun unless they absolutely had to unless they were laborers and had to work outside but for the most part they protected their skin so although they the natural aging process took place potentially they maintained a better skin better skin care regimen than we did not they didn't use the harsh soaps maybe they used olive oil containing products my point is that then there is this generation of us that has been exposed to pollution and smoke whether it's that you smoked or that you experienced secondhand smoke or you tanned yourself on a tanning bed you know raising my hand here that you know i had a, a sun lamp when i was a teenager yeah. And I mean, who didn't go to the tanning beds? I went. We went. We all wanted to look, you know, bronzed and beautiful. So yeah. that's the, those are some of the extrinsic factors. And that causes even a more substantial breakdown in all of what we just mentioned, particularly collagen and elastic. Yeah. And yet there are things that, that we can do to help to undo some of what's happened uh, to our skin. We also notice know that there are some dietary things that we can do to improve our skin. And we, we talk about things like vitamin C and we talk about eating um, great fruits and vegetables and 
not over, you know, not eating over processed foods and removing sugar from our diets. So what you put into your body does make a difference. But topically, topically, it's important that you follow a good skincare regimen. And looking at your, your website, uh, there's great information. And by the way, thank you for the products that you sent to me. I have actually been using them. See, my skin is shiny. I'm thrilled that they finally arrived. That was great. They arrived and my skin is looking nice and supple and shiny. So yeah, it looks fantastic. They're working. They are working. It feels really good. And I was just outside in the 45 degree weather in Pennsylvania, just outside Philadelphia. So uh, the wind and the, and the sun and the drying air did not impact me at all. So great barrier. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I really, you know, I wanted to have a line that, first of all, when, when you get to our life stage, right, we don't give a crap about the marketing story. It's got to work. The products have to be efficacious. And so for me, it was very much science-based. Um, I like to think of the line as kind of science meets aesthetics. Um, because yes, and we're going after, you know, certain look and and, and feel and things like that. But it's about science too. And so the products have to work. And so one of the things that, that I was thinking about was addressing skin health and wellness from the outside in with the topical products, but then also from the inside out. And that's where I had created this fascia stimulating tool. And this tool is um, was actually created by a doctor of physical therapy. And, you know, she uses tools like this on her, her patients um, to improve the tissue health and, and quality. And so what, what I'm doing is borrowing the science that they use to stimulate fibroblasts. And fibroblasts are the cells that produce collagen. Um, those cells live within our fascia. And so that's why it's called the fascia stimulating tool. Well, over time, fibroblasts slow down their production of collagen. So from age zero to 20, those fibroblasts are actively working away and producing great collagen. That's why a young person's skin looks so, so perfect, right? From 20 to 40, fibroblasts slow down. They maybe start to get a little tired. And by age 40 and beyond, there's almost no new collagen being produced. Those cells have gone dormant. They've gone to sleep but they're still there. And so we know through science, if we can create something called shear, shear is when we move layers of fascia across each other, that we can stimulate those fibroblasts, wake them up and have them resume some collagen production. Now it's great that I talk about that science and you know, and what I explained, I'm sure it sounds great, but like, where is the proof of that? And so one of the things that I did was to do some clinical testing and taking our, we have our a collagen boosting moisturizer. There is no actual collagen in this because topically applied collagen doesn't do anything. The molecule is too big. It's too big to penetrate into the skin. So anybody that says, well, just put some collagen on your face and you'll be good to go. Not gonna work like that. We have to spark our body's own production of collagen. And so this product, the collagen boosting moisturizer used with our fashion tool, um, we tested it after uh, we had participants use it for eight weeks. And after eight weeks, we found that skin density improved on average 24%. That is 
majorly significant, um, you know, in a clinical study and where we could really see it was improvement to the neck area, which, you know, it's one of the first places you can see aging on somebody, right? And so just being able to use this, this tool only for five minutes a day, you know, a series of up and down strokes and the different regions of the face that we're trying to sculpt and maybe activate those, those fibroblasts can get the results that we're looking for. I like the, I like the demonstration. I'm sure that those that are able to listen to this um, will benefit if they can watch this as well. So do you have this on your website? I do, yeah. We've got various videos as well. Uh, our website is pausewellaging.com. Um, you can also Google me and, you know, the fascia tool, and you'll find all kinds of crazy videos out there of me demonstrating this tool. There's TikTok videos. There's there's all kinds of things out there. That's, that's very helpful. You know, it's uh, so when we try to demonstrate, when we, we ask uh, about demonstrating our products, well, it depends on which product we're talking about, because if yes. you're talking about something for vulvar and vaginal skin, it's all skin. I mean, it's super important that we protect this. It's the largest organ in our body. So when you think about the disruption in the skin, so as you as you age, I believe that you mentioned that you, know, you want to stimulate the production of collagen. You can't use it topically because the molecule is too large. And unless you have an agent that's added to that, that helps it to be penetrating the skin, which means that there's going to be a lot of alcohol because you need a, this tissue disruptive agent it's not going to work so if you're regardless of the manufacturer that you may have used in your 20s 30s etc if they start advertising that they have a topical collagen product you heard it it won't work off looking at something like this this fascia disruptor and then applying with the product that stimulates the collagen then you are putting something on your face that's proudly just comprised of some emollients, but really isn't going to do much of anything else, right? So just rest on the surface of your skin. That's exactly right. And you really want to find ingredients that really get to hydration. Hydration, again, at this life stage is probably the, the most important thing. And then one of the things that I did was I decided I wanted to create a complex, this this blend of vitamins, antioxidants, and peptides that would be present in all of the topical products. They work together synergistically um, to really, you know, help fuel that collagen production that I've been talking about, and also, um, you know, improving and diminishing vi visible signs of aging. Right, so tightening, toning, adding some radiance. So, you know, I use things like. Um, niacinamide and ethyl ascorbic acid, a very stable form of vitamin C. Um, there's a peptide that I love. It's the Trixel 3000, and it's actually a blend of two peptides that are amazing for tightening, toning. Um, we use something called DMAE and, and a mushroom extract and, and ribose for cell energy. So all these things that I'm talking about, you know, I think it's really important that we're transparent too about ingredients that we use. And so I talk about a, this magical pause complex, but the thing is I tell you everything that's in it 
It's on our website, exactly what every ingredient does. Um, you know, so that's very important to me. It was very important too, to create a line that, that was vegan. It's gluten-free, it's non-GMO, leaping bunny certified, and also hormone-free. That was also very, very important. I think, you know, if somebody wants to take hormones, like we talked about, you know, I'm, I'm an advocate for HRT, but I know how I want to handle my hormones. Other people like you might say, you know, I don't want, I don't want hormones in my products. I don't, I don't want it in my food. I don't want it on my skincare products. And so, you know, the other thing too, is that some women who maybe are undergoing chemotherapy or undergoing various cancer treatments can't have any sort of added hormone whatsoever. And so I wanted those people to be able to use our products as well. And so it was very important to me that we formulate in a way that was hormone free. You know, you mentioned the, the um, women who are undergoing chemo and, and possibly radiation therapy as well. And we, we know, um, I, I was on the board of Living Beyond Breast Cancer for eight years and became very close to members of the cancer community during that process. And we know that women who are undergoing chemotherapy and radiation also have more sensitive skin. And it's not necessarily just, if let's say it's breast cancer, yes, the breasts are gonna be sensitive. One needs to be careful about what you apply. Um, they experience radiation dermatitis. Women who are going through um, treatment for ovarian cancer, ditto, but the point being that their skin, ta it takes a toll on their skin and it doesn't matter whether they are 25 or 55, it still has an impact on their skin. Can your products be used for that audience? Yes, absolutely. And as a matter of fact, both our collagen boosting moisturizer and we've got a product called a Moisture Lock Ultra Hydrator. Those two products can be used together. The, the Moisture Lock is very, very gentle. And so if somebody has some sensitivity, because there is glycolic acid in the collagen boosting moisturizer, glycolic, very important for cell turnover, um, but it can be a little harsh for some skin. So if skin is in any way sensitive, just using our, our Moisture Lock Ultra Hydrator, it's got polyglutamic acid in it, which is like a thousand times more potent than um, hyaluronic acid in terms of the, the hydration that the, um, it promotes. Um, it also has some really great healing benefits to it and it's just super soothing. It could be used over the entire body. I know um, a lot of doctors love it for hands, for feet. So yes, and in addition to that, you know, one of the things that I know chemotherapy does is induces hot flashes. And uh, we have a, a cooling mist, which, you know, the fact that the line was born in a, in a flash, a hot flash, right? I had to have something to help cool you down. So our mist, it's different than, than other things that are out there in the marketplace. This is not a face mist. Do not spray it in your face. It's meant to be back of the neck, two sprays. You can spray pulse points as well. Um, the chest area, but you don't want to spray your face because it's very, it's very active and it will cool you down for an hour. It's incredibly, as I say, incredibly potent. It can be used to help um, for hot flashes induced by chemotherapy, as well as 
you know, just anytime you're hot, it could just be a hot day. I mean, I use it when I'm out on the pickleball courts as well to, to keep cool. <laughs> I'll carry it with me from now on. Forgot about that. Yes, I could use it on the pickleball court. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it, it's what I love about your product line is that you have really thought carefully about the ingredients. So much of what you see uh, on, the, on the pharmacy and box store shelves, or even in what I would consider higher end department stores, it's more imitation than anything else. And yeah. it's not necessarily thoughtful. And that's where pause while aging products differ from the competition. Something I like to think so too, uh, definitely. And you know, we're we're not a drugstore brand. Our our prices are a little bit higher, um, but it's it's like you say, it's because I'm personally handpicking the ingredients that I'm choosing to use in our products. It is a little more expensive to do that. At the same time, I'm trying to keep our pricing at what I'll call accessible luxury price points. Right? I'm not. You know, I'm not at a La Mer level or, you know, even Revive with a brand that I came from as, you know, some very, very high price points. Um, so I, I want it to be an accessible luxury. Um, I try to make our, our bottles, you know, a little bit bigger. So we, our products are two ounces as opposed to a lot of times they're 1.6, 1.7. I use pumps as opposed to jars because I don't like us to have to dip our fingers into and touch product. You know, when, when you expose air to product, it's gonna degrade a lot faster. So this can, you know, hopefully keep, keep the products working a bit longer. Um, yeah. We have a very similar mindset. So we think about bacterial contamination all the time, which is why we always use products that are pre-filled. Uh, we do put our products in tubes. So you just take a little bit from the tube uh, and apply it. We also encourage women uh, to be careful about the application uh, of anything on their uh, intimate skin, which is why we did the pre-filled applicator. So yes, wash your hands, but you can insert it. And yeah. that diminishes the potential for bacterial contamination. Uh, so I love the way that you think about the packaging of your product and what folks may not appreciate that all of that requires all that you know diligence and all that fastidiousness starts to impact your cost of goods and i know that you know we talk about accessibility we think about it as well we are also not a drugstore brand um, and it's unlikely we will ever be a drugstore brand because we believe products should be accessible to women online in the privacy of their home we encourage women to do their research. So if you're standing at the pharmacy on the pharmacy uh, counter, you're not going to get the kind of interaction that you will receive by visiting Rochelle and her her website or on the Femfaro website where you can read the blog and look at all the ingredients and then you can do a little research on your own. And we don't shy away from that. So check out the articles on these ingredients. They do make sense. They were well researched. You're not going to do that when you walk into a large pharmacy or a box store. That's exactly right. And I know a lot of the articles on our site, I've personally written them myself after doing extensive research. And, you know, we've, we have some other writers as well, but, you know, I kind of wrote, 
wrote a guide on what is menopause actually, because, you know, I didn't know. And I thought, would have been nice if I had a, you know, when you get your period, there's a pamphlet, right? There is a pamphlet that you can read. Where is the menopause pamphlet? So, so I wrote one myself. That's awesome. You, you talk about, um, a, a care regimen as well. So we, we don't appreciate enough that when you, when you start a care regimen in your twenties, right? You need to carry that through. Maybe you're going to change up some of the products that you use, but you need to be as fastidious, if not more so, as you go through the transitions, the various transitions in life. So whether that's your twenties to your thirties, to your forties and beyond, you have a regimen that you recommend. Yeah. And so here's what's interesting. We actually recently put a skincare quiz on our site because a lot of people were wondering, you know, first of all, is it too late to start? If I'm in my 70s, my 80s, I've never done anything. Am I too late? Is there any hope for me? It's never too late. You can always start. And, you know, one thing that I say is if you want to be, have the simplest, the simplest possible regimen, but, you know, cover your bases, right? You need to cleanse. And so using a hydrating cleanser that um, you, know, you want it to, to hydrate, you want to make sure it doesn't strip the skin. Something that, you know, ours comes in a tube, you can keep it in your shower so you can cleanse your face in the shower if you like. That's what I do. I'm kind of lazy like that. And I like to just do everything at, at once get your cleanser, and then your moisturizer. Those are the two key essentials. So if you've got that covered, you're in great shape. And then it's about, okay, are there extra things that either concern you, that you're worried about, or you want to address? Something that happened to me when I was perimenopausal was I had extreme breakouts. It was like I was a teenager again, and it drove me crazy. Um, so one of the things that I created was a product, I actually have it here, it's called our detox serum. And this detox serum, so what I found was that having what I call experienced skin, right? We've been living life and experiencing things. When you have experienced skin, it tends to be a little thinner, it's maybe a bit more fragile. And so things that we used to use when we were teenagers, like benzoyl peroxide, um, and even salicylic acid are too harsh for our skin now. And if we use that on our skin, chances are it will alleviate the breakout, but you will end up in a very vicious cycle of clearing up your breakout, but then your skin gets damaged again. It dries up, it starts to crack. You try to overhydrate it. Maybe you are using heavy oils and other emollients that end up clogging up pores and that vicious cycle continues. So this product, which uses a uh, willow bark extract, which is a natural form of salicylic acid, along with some fruit enzymes um, and a broccoli extract will actually exfoliate and, and detoxify skin. It will clear up pores, but it also hydrates. So you can use it twice a day it helps to alleviate those breakouts, but it also keeps you hydrated. And, um, you know, if used on a regular basis, you will get out of that cycle of the, the perimenopausal breakouts. Yeah, the adult acne, I, you know, I, I experienced the same as well. And like many other women who are probably listening or viewing this podcast, 
I did go back to my old standby, which was the benzoyl peroxide, and then I realized that, you know what? I have very thin skin. And exact, I, I suffered from exactly what you described, that I had flaking and burning, and yes, it worked. The adult acne went away, but so did my skin. That's right. And probably cracking and peeling, and it, it took you a while to just get back to where you you could breathe again and feel okay about about your skin. Yeah. Yes. So great, you know, thought went into all these products. Um, as I said, uh, for those of you that are listening or viewing the podcast, we have the products here at Femme Pharma. Uh, I am the only one that is uh, menopausal, so I grabbed them and I've been using them. Of course, the rest of my team is still interested in, in trying them. So we'll, we'll be placing an order for the, the younger crowd here who are getting to that point. They're not quite uh, at the menopausal age. We're starting to see uh, in the 40s some folks that are asking about uh, the symptoms and uh, yeah. migrating towards some of the, the supplements and so forth. But definitely want to try more of these products from Pause While Aging. And this is super helpful information for those of us that are living it, living our best lives. Um, we, before we close, uh, you have some funny stories about uh, pitching some oh. large organizations and strategics about your products. Just Yeah, I mean, I don't know so much funny funnier as just terrible, right? I mean, when you think about, so I, you know, I started, I launched Pause June of 2019. And so two years before that was really when I started all of, all of the legwork and, you know, doing some fundraising and all of those things. And so I think I pitched to investors close to 200 times. So like, imagine going on Shark Tank 200 times, which was essentially what it was like, right? And I know you you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Not to mention, it was pitches to primarily men. Um, you know, women actually shut me down right away and said, you know, <laughs> the menopause isn't, there's nothing sexy about it whatsoever. I would never invest in a menopause company. Okay. The men were interested because they realized that, you know, anyone born with ovaries is going to go through this life stage. So, you know, and, and the fact that we're not talking about it, why is that? And, you know, there's something to be done here, but they did not understand menopause. And, and most men, you know, said to me, I don't have any idea what you just said to me. Let me go home and talk to my wife and I'll, I'll get back to you about, you know, whether this is an investment for me or not. Uh, I had issues with, you know, imagine trying to explain to a retail partner that you want them to create a section in the in the beauty aisle that's really for menopause beauty. I mean, we don't have a name for the category yet. I've sort of called it menopause beauty myself, but what we did was we created an entirely new category within beauty by focusing on women at this life stage and dealing with these skin changes and you know, this, this idea of, well, then how would you, how would you speak to that customer? You're not going to walk up to someone and go, excuse me, are you menopausal? Because maybe I have something for you, right? So trying to teach a retailer that yes, we can 
speak to a customer in her 40s and above, and we don't have to only talk about menopause. And, you know, but the fact is she's she is experiencing skin changes. She knows she is and knows that she needs some different products to help her along the way. You know, we we talk about transition as well. And for many of the same reasons, we we did attract male investors. I mean, pitching was it was tough, right? Hundreds of investors. Yeah. Pitching and the men were all interested in uh, in sex. How is it going to change their sex life? Because our first series of products, which are for vaginal and vulvar skin, um, also work as personal lubricants and vaginal moisturizers. So they do aid with intimacy. But wow. like skin, all skincare products, they need to be used regularly. It's not something that you occasionally use. It's something you use every single day. And by the way, if you want to get jiggy jiggy, you know, that's going to work um, if you're having penetrative intercourse, but you should still use the products. But having this conversation with men was interesting. Same thing. They said, well, let us go home and let us discuss it with our wives. And then they'd come back and say, okay, this is really the, the numbers. It's like one out of every two women. I said, well, I hate to tell you this. It's not one out of every two, right? <laughs> it's it, mild or moderate or severe. Same thing with the skin here on your face and the rest of your body. Yeah. It is all, as we started out, intrinsic changes, a function of our maturing, of our chronological age, we will start to see the skin change. It is not hopeless. It is, right. there is, there is help on the way. So, um, so we had a similar- Not too late. Now we had a similar experience and same same thing with the whole menopause conversation. We're like, wait a minute. Again, going back to, this is another transition. It happens to be one of the most exciting transitions because finally you have arrived. That's what I keep saying. Finally, I've arrived. I've arrived at a point in life where I care, but I care less about what other people think. I'm yes. deeply passionate about doing good for others, which is what you did when you started Pause Well Aging. You wanted to make your legacy, a legacy that facilitated the beauty in aging, the beauty of aging and not this gloom and doom. So that's what we love about your story, Rochelle. Well, thank you. Thank you. I. I very much appreciate it. And um, yeah, we are we are very similar in our stories for sure. Well, I want to thank you once again for agreeing to be our guest on the Love Mia Vita podcast. And please remind our viewers and listeners where they can find your products. Yeah, so we are at pausewellaging.com. Encourage you to check out the website try the products, listen to the podcasts. Rochelle's been on a number of different podcasts, lots of great blog articles. So you'll learn a lot about how to keep your skin looking absolutely beautiful and radiant at any age, but especially when we hit this wonderful transition of our lives and have beauty in aging. Thank you once again, and thank you all for listening to the Love Mia Vita podcast. This is Jerry DiPiano signing off with my guest, Rochelle Weitzner of Pause Well Aging.
Take care. Thank you.